Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Hi and welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show, a show designed to help you as a manager and leader unlock your potential inside and outside of work with the ultimate aim of delivering results you need. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and share it with anyone else you think might benefit. Right, without any more delay, let's get on with this week's show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's show. Well, this week's show is all about blame. Yes, that deadly, deadly thing that sneaks into everyone's existence, the idea of blame. And as a manager, are you aware of blame? And also, have you got mechanisms or ways of breaking that cycle of blame inside your business and hopefully outside of business? Now, blame seems to be everywhere in politics, in newspapers, social media. Wow, social media. The old finger pointer. Everywhere you go, someone is blaming somebody else. And this is not a great place to be because, as you know, blame only locks people down into their thinking pans. It makes people circle the wagons and stop sharing and almost close down completely the idea of having balance when you get blamed for something. Blame is difficult to escape. I mean, as leaders in organisations, we are no better. We find fault in others. Sometimes you almost feel like it's your job to find fault in others. Not just in others, pass but into the department's. It seems to be the norm to use this blame as an idea of passing it on to somebody else. It's not my fault, it's somebody else's fault. You've heard it everywhere you go, in our society and at work. And it's toxic. It creates a toxic culture and leads to silos. The departments themselves create tension. It stops people working effectively. It stops you getting results It means that you're not being effective as a group, as a team, because you're more busy trying not to get blamed for something. And it also leads to mistrust. Because obviously, if you're playing the blame game, then you're going to make sure that you're on the winning side. So therefore, you create a mistrust with others. And this is just not the way we should be doing it. But it just seems so ingrained and so natural. I think sometimes we even forget we're doing it. It's almost as we say, a form of self-defence. It's a discharge of anger in a way. Well, I can't do anything. It's because of them. But blame in a way is giving up your power. It's not our fault. It's them. We would be better if they'd stop doing that. They're always messing it up for us. You've heard all these things before. And when you find fault, you jump into blame. You close people down from actually being honest around the true reason for the failure and the true why and that means it stops us learning and it stops us majorly learning from our mistakes and if you don't learn from our mistakes you would then make the mistake again and obviously no improvement happens imagine if every time there was a major accident in especially in the um, in the airline business that all of a sudden no one told anything and they just kept it quiet because they were afraid of getting blamed then of course naturally people who are that way around would never learn we'd never get better so aeroplanes wouldn't be as safe as they are today and of course 
With the blame, there becomes a lack of empathy of the other person. It becomes a disconnect. They feel of them being doing it wrong. They're, them. You hear that a lot, don't you? And of course, those are building the walls between you and between your teams. And that obviously means that you are setting yourself up to fail as a group when it comes to really driving forward and getting the results you really need. And that's what this is all about. You know, a business is about delivering results. Whatever you want to can decode it, whatever you want to do around it, we have to deliver results. That's what we're there to do. Businesses don't last if they can't get the results. And if you're a public limited company, you obviously need to deliver to your shareholders the profits that they expect for the money that they're invested. So if you're delivering it, that's great. But if you're using blame to deliver it, then you're not unlocking the potential of everything else around you. Well, let's have a look at that then. So how do we stop this blame? We know it's a problem. I think you can all reflect that you've all blamed somebody else in the past, you know, but how do you stop it? How do you break it? How do you really, as a leader, sit back and think, how do I break this culture? How do I stop myself and my team from blaming? Well, I guess the first one is to break it down into a few easy five steps, which I think will help this process. So firstly, of course, it's about awareness. Like anything, you need to be aware of that toxic impact of blaming that you do as a leader. You need to understand if you're the blamer and you're out there blaming, then obviously everyone else is going to be changing the way that they approach you. So before you can help and move yourself on, and your team, obviously, is you need to be aware of when you become the blame, when it actually steps into you. And almost stopping yourself being aware of the blame. Because as I said earlier, you're giving your power up when you start to blame others. You're being the victim when you say it's all somebody else's fault. So you need to be aware of it. So first step, be aware of when you're doing this. And then you can obviously make the change. The second one is try to reframe. You've heard this before. Reframe those opportunities where you would normally jump into blame as an opportunity for learning. How do you view the mistake without the blame? You know, mistakes should be seen as an opportunity to learn. Now, we all know that there's major mistakes, absolutely catastrophic mistakes, and and at some point can lead to real big disasters. Now, that would, in in normal things, say, well, of course, it's so-and-so's fault for making that mistake. It's all down to them or that system or that department. There's usually small learnings before a big mistake, as we all know. These big mistakes, these catastrophic mistakes, don't just happen overnight. There's usually a good lead up to it. So you need to start with the idea at the top of the organisation, as a leader, you're going to use the correct language and learn from mistakes. You're not going to view a mistake as a failure anymore, which is going to be blame. You're going to be looking at how does this opportunity for us to move forward? We're not viewing this mistake as a failure anymore. We're going to view it as a way of learning. How will people then be more open to admitting the error and mistakes? Well, of course, if you don't instantaneously jump to blame, they're more likely to come to you and talk around the problem they've seen and the error that they have been involved in. And that means that then you can make sure those small mistakes that people are owning up to and obviously wanting to learn from don't turn out to be the massive mistakes which lead to the catastrophic things we see all the way around us. And of course, as a leader, you need to make sure that you are accountable and we've said this a number of times on the call, on the, on the podcasts, leaders are accountable. So first thing is, there's a great way for you to say, I am accountable for everybody's mistakes. It is me who is responsible for everything that goes on. I'm the leader and whoever in my team makes a mistake, then it is me that is completely accountable. So you become the person 
who admits that the mistakes have been made, but also looks to open up around learning. You know, as a team, we can learn from this. And by doing this, the next time we won't have this mistake. And of course, by doing that, you're giving permission to others in your organisation or in your teams to do the same, to admit that they've made an error or there is an area where we can improve and move to a learning idea. Now, this leads on to my third point, psychological safety. You know, as a leader, you need to create an environment for psychological safety, a place that is open to safe risks taking. Now, people will then feel free to speak up and be open when their mistakes happen. They'll raise and challenge questions and concerns around those areas which they think are great, and they know that they won't be punished. They will be in a, a place with a high level of psychological safety. And of course, with that, people will flag to you when things are going wrong. And the more you get those flags early, the more you can improve the errors that have been spotted and the sooner you can make those improvements. So the idea of having a psychologically safe environment that, of course, trusts people to make the decisions, but also is safe around when people do make errors. Now, a little caveat in there is if someone is making many, many mistakes, then you really need to look at that person or that system and say, is this right? Is this the right person? Should we be doing something different through training or development to make sure that these errors don't happen all the time because there's only so far that you can go with an open-mindedness if someone's continually making errors all the time we need to be considering that this person probably doesn't fit where they are in the business they need to be moved somewhere where their talents and their skills are more likely but that's very very rare you don't normally see that so the fourth point after creating this psychologically safe environment is having the open-mindedness and empathy you know, understand the feelings of others. Look at what is going on with them and don't jump to a conclusion straight away. You know, we always have these things of jumping to conclusions, you, you know, and also the way we use our language. You know, why does that person show up late for every team meeting? You know, does that mean that there's something wrong with the guy? That, you know, that there's there's a error in in his or her way of doing something? But, you know, do we jump to the conclusion they've just always late all the time? So that person is just a late person. And that's not a great place. You need to be open-minded and empathy about why that's happening. You know, why does someone in your team always miss a project deadline? You know, is there something else? If you're open to more open responses and more open questions with that person, then you can get to the whys of why that area isn't being fulfilled. So by doing those kind of ideas of understanding and open-mindedness, you can then work with the people to really get to the bottom of what we can do as leaders to help them deliver the results they need without having the errors that may be in there. And remember, when we talk about errors in this context, they don't have to be huge errors, small, tiny errors, but they all are drag to your business. They all slow you down. They become the anchors. They don't allow you to drive forward and make the things happen that you really need to happen. And the fifth point is around the language that you use. You know, we touched on it earlier about the way that you come over as a leader, the way you give permissions. We also give signals when you blame someone. You know, and a good example of that is, well, why do you always get this wrong? You know, you're never on time. Or even, you've you've let this team down. And those languages are completely blame-centric. They completely trigger the idea of shame and blame. And of course, in the real world, people close down having an open discussion if you use them and it's only meaning small shifts in your language we're not talking around changing everything you do but making a small shift so one of these examples is uh, okay let's discuss this together and see how we will do it better next time instead of you're always getting this wrong 
Yeah, you know, those are, those are two areas of language we can really move. And recognise the idea that blame around you. And when you can stop it in its tracks, then you, as a leader, can become better and get the outcomes you need. You'll also get a much more engaged workforce and less workplace conflict, which again leads to better results. So let's have a quick recap of the five areas you need to do when you're looking at tackling and breaking the blame game. First is be aware of the blame. Second is move the language to an opportunity for learning, so reframing it. Third one is around creating a place with psychological safety so people feel that they can have errors and be open to you. Fourth one is around being having an open-minded and empathy inside your business, understand the feeling of those others. And the fifth one is around watching the language you use when it comes to dealing with errors within your business. Well, thanks for listening. And those were my ideas around how to blame game can be broken. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So if you do have any feedback for the show, both good and bad, please send it to managementpodcast at gmail.com as it's a gift. Uh, And of course, please do take the time to listen to the show and take some action. Because as you know, you don't get nothing from nothing. Well, thanks for listening to Manager Matt this week. And as ever, have a safe week and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermatt.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.